Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity to share your word with your people. Pray, none of me but all of you, grant unto me supernatural divine utterance, that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. As we dive into your word about receiving from receiving Christ and learning how to receive him, we thank you for this opportunity. Grant unto me your son and your slave, supernatural divine utterance, that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. Pray that signs and wonders be wrought among the midst of your people. Grant unto them spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened that they may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Glory to God. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Okay. And we're going to talk about receiving Christ. Everybody say receiving Christ. Receiving Christ. I want to talk about receiving Christ, receiving from the Lord and receiving Christ. So many believers struggle in receiving from the Lord. But I, I want to start out um, first to talk about receiving Christ. Uh, we will most likely start a new series tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm thinking ahead of time. Next Sunday, we'll start a new series next Sunday. At least I think I, we will. And I'm excited about that. I've been studying all week about that. Thought I was going to do it today, but... I need a little bit more time. I needed it to marinate. Amen. Sometimes you need to let the word marinate. Sometimes you get insight and you get excited and you want to share it right away, but it needs to kind of cook in you a little longer so that it could be complete by the time you deliver it. Uh, Many Christians fail to receive from the Lord. Um, And it's never God's fault, um, but it's always ours. If we're not receiving from the Lord, it's because we have, we haven't positioned ourselves to receive. I don't know about you, but I want to receive everything that the Lord has for us. Amen. Amen. I don't want to miss anything. So let me give you a a simple definition of receive in the Greek. I actually, if you follow me on Facebook, um, I actually put this scripture, John chapter one, which we're about to look at in Greek. And people are like, explain, is this Greek or Hebrew? Um, But it's just John chapter one, verse 12. And, And let me read that verse. And then I'll give you the definition of receive. John chapter one, verse 12 says this. Well, let's just start with verse nine. Well, let's just do verse one. John one, one. I mean, this is one of my favorite uh, verses in the whole Bible. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made in him. Talking about in Christ was life and the life was the light of men. That word light is development or the development of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might be believed that all may believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. Isn't that amazing? Here's the creator of the world. He comes into the world and the world does not recognize its creator. Um, It goes on verse 11. He came to his own in his own people. And what happened? And his own people did not receive him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. So here's Jesus, who is God, right? We, we serve a Jesus is the son of God. He's fully man and he's fully God. He's a hundred percent God and he's a hundred percent man. He is the, um, he has two natures. Jesus has two natures, right? He has the divine nature and he has humanity, right? Not sinful nature, but human nature. And so we see that he came to his own people, his covenant people, the people that he had called out for himself 
and they did not receive him. They were so busy seeking God that they missed God when he came. How many of us, sometimes we get caught up in seeking God so much that when he shows up with the answer, the very thing that we're seeking him for, we end up rejecting it. So we got to be careful of that. Um, And so he came to his own. They did not receive him. But verse 12, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And then I love this verse, verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelled among us. And we have seen his glory. The glory is the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. And it goes on. We can jump down to verse 17. It says, um, um, it says, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the right hand or who's at the right at the father's side. He was made. He made him known. Okay, so let's look at verse 12. It says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We're talking about receiving Christ. So the definition from the Greek, the word receive means to to take. So those who um, took Christ. Uh, became, I had the right to become the children of God, to take with the hand, lay hold of any person or anything in order to use it, to take up a thing to be carried, to take upon oneself, to take in order to carry away, to claim. People make fun of people claiming stuff, but um, we claim Jesus to be the son of God. Amen. We receive him. We claim, we acknowledge his lordship. We acknowledge his kingship. We acknowledge that he is the word of God manifested. Amen. Um, to receive. Um, it also means to receive what is offered to receive a person. And I love this definition of it. it um, to receive means to give him access to oneself to seize, to lay hold of, to apprehend. So when we talk about receiving Christ, we're talking about apprehending Christ. We're talking about laying hold of Christ. We're, ta- we're talking about giving him access to ourselves. That said, nowhere in the Bible does it talk about accepting Christ. You know, um, going door to door knocking or witnessing on the job or witnessing to fellow um, loved ones fellow friends, and you say, have you accepted Jesus? You can accept facts, but to receive facts is a different story. And so when we talk about receiving, so I want us to use biblical terminology. And that could be a great debate of whether accepting and receiving is the same, but for the purpose of scripture, let's use what the Bible actually says. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing the word of God not necessarily our term, our terminology. So if you don't want to confuse a lot of people, just use Bible terms. And so to receive means to um, give him access to oneself, to, to claim him, to apprehend him, to lay hold of him. So as many as receive him, right, he gave them the right to become children of God. I don't know about you, but I want to make sure that I receive Christ that I actually receive the right Christ and not just the Christ that I want in my head or in my, my life. You know, you, you have people receiving Christ. Um, they receiving um, a different Christ. They receiving the Christ of society or just a, a, a historical Christ, but we're called to receive the Christ of the Bible and we're receiving Christ. How do we receive Christ? How, how do we really become children of God? How do we apprehend Christ? How do we take lay hold of him? How do we cease the Christ? If you'll cease hold of him by faith this morning, he'll cease hold of you. Amen. He'll take hold of you. He'll, if you allow him, give him access, give, open up your heart with a song that we just got finished singing. Um, Lord, I, I'm an open space. Come and fill me with yourself. Amen. Receiving Christ. Uh, receiving Christ is different than accepting Christ. Receiving Christ is receiving all of him. Everybody say receiving all of him. 
receiving him as Lord, Savior, King, Healer, Deliverer, Provider. Receiving him is receiving who he is and what he has done. Amen. So when we receive Christ, we're not just receiving part of him. And often in the Christian Christendom, we hear the terminology of have you uh, made him your Lord and Savior? But in the Bible, we see there is no distinction between um, accepting him as Lord and accepting him as Savior. If you accept him as Lord, you accept him as Savior. If you accept him as Savior, you accept him as Lord. Um, it was back in the day they used to say, well, you may have made him your savior, but is he your Lord? There is no separation. You really haven't received him if you only made him your savior. We receive all of who he is. Amen. Amen. To receive Christ is to receive his lordship, to receive him, to receive, to receive Christ means to receive his kingship, to receive him is to receive the father. To receive him is to receive forgiveness of sin. Amen. Uh, let's go to Colossians chapter two. Colossians chapter two, receiving Christ, receiving Christ. Colossians chapter two, verses six and seven. We're talking about. So our definition of receive means to take, to take with the hand, to lay hold of any person or anything in order to use it, to, to take it up. To take up a thing to be carried, to take up on oneself, to take in order to carry away, to claim, to receive what is offered, to receive a person, to give him access to oneself, to cease, to seize uh, or to lay hold of, to apprehend. That's what we're talking about receiving. That's what the Greek um, definition of receive. Uh, Colossians chapter two, verses six and seven. It says, therefore, as you have as you received who Christ, Christ Jesus, who Lord. the Lord. <laughs> so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving. So here this scripture tells us that as we have received Jesus as the Lord, go ahead and walk in him. Amen. I mean, oh, we need to walk in him today. Amen. We, we, we shouldn't just be satisfied of, of, of starting that work of salvation, allowing him to begin that work and not allowing that work to be completed. We're called to walk in him after receiving him. Let me say it again. We're called to walk in him after receiving him. Our lives just began when we received him. Now it's time to continue on with him, allowing that work that the father has started to be completed to the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are to go all to, so that we could be rooted and grounded in the faith, built up in Christ. And our faith is to be established and to the point that we're always abounding with thanksgiving. Oh, may we never forget the salvation of the Lord. May we never forget how he saved us from our sins and saved us from God's wrath. We are never to take a pause in our walk with him. Amen. We're never to regress, but progress on in the things of God. There's some, the more and more as the day of the Lord Jesus Christ comes, we'll see many people forsaking the faith, walking away from the faith, but we're not to neglect. So in our gatherings, I don't want you to forsake the gatherings of the saints. That's why we're so hard on y'all. Oh, come to church, come to church, come to church. Why? Because you're, that, word, that Sunday you miss may be the word that you've been looking for all, all, that, all that year. Amen. Your healing is in the house. Your deliverance is in the house. Your wisdom is in the house. And I'm telling you, if you'll come and make an effort, say, hey, I'm going to be here. I'm going to hear the word. We, we meet once a week. Some churches meet three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Some throw in a Friday night, come to prayer. <laughs> so, so make every effort. I'm not trying to beat up those who are here because I'm preaching to the choir, but, but encourage those who are not here. Come on, come on church. Where you been? Amen. You, you want to have, um, you want to have a model for your kids to follow. Hey, we're going to go to church. My wife will tell you when we're on vacation, I'm always looking for a church to go to. I don't like to be away from church. She was like, come on, do we have to really go to church? Yes, we're going to go to the church. I'm going to take it out. <laughs> I'm going to get the word and I'm going to find out what they're doing so I can get some wisdom. <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, it's just, it's just, it just should be in us. 
want to, and I'm not, am I making a law that you got to go to church every single Sunday? I'm not saying that. I don't want you to feel condemnation, but it should be in you to want to be around the people of God. Amen. Amen. And, and if you go on months and months and months and months without being in the house of God or around the people of God, something is wrong. You're not um, receiving Christ in the fullness of that he has for you. And we'll talk about how to receive him as a Christian. <laughs> Glory to God. <clears throat> so question for you is, uh, well, before I have the question, we are to continue to receive him daily. How many have received Christ? Raise your hand. If you receive Christ, be bold and brave. Say, I've received Christ. Amen. So receive, take hold of him. Um, Now, we're to receive the Christ of the Bible. Go to Revelation chapter three. Revelation chapter three. I won't be before you long. Revelation chapter three. Let's look at verse 20. This is Jesus talking to the churches and he says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. All right. Often um, I've often when I was a teenager, I used to think that that was referring to sinners. And so when I witnessed, I would say, hey, he's knocking at the door of your heart. And I didn't realize that he's talking to the church. So Jesus, who is the head of the church, is outside of the church knocking, said, let me in. You know, let me in. There was one time a preacher, um, he got kicked out of his own church, the church that he was pastoring. Thank you. He, 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 um, they kicked him out of the church and he was crying. And he said, you know, Jesus, they won't let me in the church. And Jesus said to him, they won't let me in either. And so y'all supposed to laugh. <laughs> So this scripture tells us that Jesus is knocking at the door of our hearts as Christians, not as unbelievers, but as Christians. Even as a Christian, you have to receive Christ daily. When he when he's knocking at the door of your heart, you have to open that door and receive it. Am I talking about being born again? No. If you're a Christian, you're born again. What I'm saying is he's he's beckoning us to come to open up our lives to continue to be an open space. How know how many know you can close spaces, you know, after they've been they've been open. And so he says, maintain the open space so that he can come in daily. Amen. Um, so this p- passage is talking about uh, receiving Christ. How does, and, and before I go to receiving Christ as a believer, how does an unbeliever receive Christ? I'm glad you asked. The first thing an unbeliever needs to do, and this is, this can, you can look at this as training for witnessing to the lost. The first thing an unbeliever needs to do is to acknowledge their sins, to acknowledge that they have, they have offended God Almighty. So that's the first thing. So our job as Christians and as agents of change, as, as, as ambassadors, as Christ representatives on the earth, we need to bring people to a place of understanding that they have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter whether it's a lie or whether it's murder. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and we need a savior. Come on. Amen. And so that, that is the first step in bringing unbelievers to a place of repentance is to help them to see they have offended almighty God. Amen. That every sin from, um, from a lie to murder all, every sin deserves a, the, the um, eternal damnation of hell. Every sin. The attitudes, the, 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 the heart that is um, all our hearts outside of Christ. We have fisted hearts towards the things of God. We, we are rebellious by nature because we receive the nature of Satan when Eve and Adam received that the God of this world. <laughs> when they received and rejected what God said, the, that, the, that, that hellish nature entered into humanity. And so the first step is for the unbeliever to acknowledge their sins and that they have offended God Almighty. The second thing is um, they need to receive or see the need for Jesus and they have to receive Christ and the finished work that he has done for us. 
they have to receive it. Not just, I believe, but I receive it. I embrace it. I take hold of it. I believe that he died, that every blood that he dripped was for my sins. I believe that God punished them so that I can be born again, so that I can know the Father. So they got to receive Christ and his finished work on the cross. So they first they acknowledge their sins, they acknowledge their offense, then they receive the punishment that took place for those sins. Amen. And then they have to believe with their heart that God actually raised Christ from the dead. So they got to believe that Christ died. So part of receiving Christ as an unbeliever is you acknowledge your sins, you receive Christ, uh, and you believe that God actually punished his son so that you and I could be born again so we can be saved. So they have to believe with their heart, not necessarily their mind, but their heart. Then last but not least, they have to confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. They have to agree with God that Jesus is the master. Yes. <laughs> and that's how ones get born again. Um, acknowledging their sins, receiving the Christ and his finished work, believing in their heart that God actually raised them on the third day and confessing with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. When they do that, the power of God goes into operation and creates a new creation inside of them. Something supernatural happens when God, the Holy Spirit, takes the blood of Jesus and applies it to that life. It's not that the blood of Jesus is somewhere um, being shed over and over again, but it's what Jesus has already done. The Holy Spirit applies it to the unbeliever. Now the unbeliever is no longer a sinner under God's judgment. Now the unbeliever becomes a saint under God's favor. Amen. Receiving Christ. Taking hold of Christ, not just accepting that he died, but receiving what he did. Embracing it, claiming hold of it, I'm not letting, letting go of it. Say, I'm not going to let it go. I, I, I depend on what Jesus did in order for me to be with eternity with God forever. My entire existence relies on that finished work. Glory to God. Receiving Christ. That's how an unbeliever receives Christ. Bring them to them to a place that I have offended God, that I'm not perfect, that I'm not innocent. Come on, there are no innocent people. Uh, we all, we're guilty. And we stand, we, sit, we, we, we lay prostrate before our holy God. And we, even as Isaiah says, woe is me, for I'm a man with unclean lips, which represents my heart. My heart is unclean. My society is unclean. Everything about me, even my righteousness is unclean in the sight of God Almighty. That I need somebody who's innocent. Just even as, you know, there's called the law of association. That if, if someone um, 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 steals or murders someone and you get in a car with them and they get pulled over, guess what? You are associated with that guilt, that crime. How many know we all been associated with the first Adam? We all are guilty by association and we did some deeds ourselves. But when Jesus saves us, Jesus becomes the driver. He now we're associated with the righteous one. So when God sees us, he sees us through the blood, sees us through the son. And now as just as he is righteous, we are righteous. He became what we are in order for us to become what he is. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Receiving Christ. Confession of the Lordship of Jesus. There's something about the confession. You'll never rise above your words. What you say is what you get. And when you declare that he is Lord, you are acknowledging his master, his kingship, his lordship. And he, it, it reminds you who you belong to. So we need to say he's Lord. He's Lord. Jesus is Lord. Even as 1 Corinthians 12, he says, no one can say that Jesus is Lord without the empowerment of the spirit. We don't want to. We don't really want to have a Lord. But when you come in line with God's plan, you immediately say he's Lord. 
He's Lord. Philippians 2 says that God has exalted his name, given him a name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. There is something that happens when we make that confession. Hell loses its power over us when we say Jesus is Lord. See, no devil, no evil spirit, no demonic plans and schemes can keep us from confessing the lordship of Jesus. When we say he's Lord, the power of Satan is broken over our lives. Glory to God. Come on, give God some praise for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This all happens. I know that there have been... Um, a lot of debates about the sinner's prayer. You know, the sinner's prayer doesn't say. But what I realize is the sinner's prayer is simply is the prayer of faith. Yes. It's you're acknowledging the, that you need Jesus and you're asking him to cleanse you and to forgive you and to come inside and to make you like himself. himself. You're asking to be more like Jesus. Yes. You're, not, you're, you're, you're asking to be a son or a daughter of God. Yes. So the prayer of faith or the prayer or the sinner's prayer is an avenue in which the unbeliever becomes a believer. Amen. And remember, the Holy Spirit, then when, when the unbeliever acknowledges their sins, confesses Jesus, embraces Jesus and his finished work, the Holy Spirit applies the blood to their life. Yes. Glory to God. I'm so grateful for the blood. I, I'm not, not my own righteousness. The blood is applied. The blood is, I mean, when God sees us, he sees the blood of Jesus. He, we, we are saints in white robes. Glory to God. Not our own righteousness. He, 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 has, he has wrapped us in his righteousness. Even as the prodigal son came home, he, was, he had been with the pigs. He had been am, among sinners. And the father took off his robe and wrapped him up in a clean robe and gave him a ring, which speaks of authority, gave, his, gave him his place back. Yes. That's the good news of the gospel, yes. that God brings us back to a rightful place with him. Yes. Where Adam messed up and where we messed up, God brings us to a place at the table, sits us at the table, and we're sitting down with the Father. Amen. He said in Psalm 23, he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. <laughs> so the enemy may come and try to remind of us of, us, of, of our past, but we need to remind him of his past. Yes. Jesus defeated you. Yes. I'm no longer under your dominion. Yes. I am free. I'm under grace. Yes. You are accuser of the brother, but I have an advocate with the father who's making intercession for me, who's declaring that I am right in the sight of God. The blood has been applied. Amen. I'm no longer, he, that person is no longer associated with their sins and their, 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 their mishaps or their faults or the transgression. Now the blood has been applied. The righteousness, they have become the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. Glory to God. I'm almost finished. How does the Christian receive Christ? I'm glad you asked. By the first, the first step is by receiving communion of the Lord's Supper. This is not necessarily in order. Um, like, you know, you have to do this first or that. But it's just one way in which the Christian receives Christ. Not necessarily to be born again, but to receive him, to let him in. Like in Revelation 3.20 is by receiving the Lord's Supper. You and I have, we receive the Lord's Supper. Every time we do, we are receiving what Jesus has done. We're not just eating just to eat the bread and drink the juice, but we're actually remembering Jesus, remembering what these elements represent, remembering that Jesus was punished for our sins. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So we, it's, it's a reminder who he is. Jesus said in John chapter six, he says, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you can't be a part of me. That's strong words. I think I would have walked away. <laughs> like, wait a minute. You trying to tell me I got to eat you? In other words, he says, listen, you got to have the blood applied to your life. You got to have the stripes applied to your life. Amen. 
Uh, so, so, so Jesus wasn't saying, come and eat me like they were thinking. He was like, hey, it's going to cost you. Remember me. Remember me. Eat and partake of me daily. Eat and partake of me. So when we eat the Lord's Supper, we are remembering Jesus. We are receiving Christ. He was crushed by the Father so that we can receive, be received by the Father. This is how the Christian receives Christ. The second way in which the Christian receives Christ is by receiving the word daily, as well as receiving the taught and preached word of God, mixing it with faith. Let's, let's look at a couple of scriptures. Let's look at James chapter one. James chapter one. Look at verse 21. James chapter one, verse 21 says this, therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. So here, James is instructing the believer to receive the word of God. How do we receive Christ as Christians? We receive the word of God. So you cannot receive the word from a place of pride. It says with meekness. So don't come to the Bible with your own preconceived ideals, but say, hey, teach me, show me, reveal to me the, what, the way I should think. Be teachable to the written word of God and be teachable to the preach word of God. So in order to receive Christ as a Christian, we got to receive the word with meekness. So you eat the word, you digest the word, you, you chew on it and you think about it and you meditate on it. Another way in which we receive the word is the word of God must be mixed with faith. So we receive Christ by receiving the word, but we got to mix the word of God with faith. We got to believe it. Hebrews chapter four, verse two says they did not enter into the promised land or into the rest of the Lord because they did not mix faith with the word that they heard. How many know we got to mix faith with it? You will hear the word of God. If you hear the word of God with faith, then you're receiving Christ. If you don't, you won't receive. Some hear me preach week after week, but after, they, after a while, they start receiving it with faith. They're not attracting, uh, attaching their faith with the word that is spoken. They aren't walking in the fullness in which the word of God declares. Another way in which under receiving the word of God preached and taught as well as the written word is we receive it with understanding. We have to receive the word of God with understanding. Mark chapter four talks about how Satan comes and steal the word because of the lack of understanding. So one way we receive Christ as Christians is we, we receive it with understanding. The Holy Spirit has been sent to help us. Don't allow your mind to wonder when you're reading the Bible or listening in a, in a sermon. Don't let, let your mind wonder what you're going to do after service. <laughs> How many have ever been there? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we're going to eat, we're gonna, you know, uh, maybe, uh, maybe you got a roast in the kitchen and oven. Oh, it's, it's going off right now. It's going to be ready, ready by the time I get home. Uh, don't let your mind wander. Be there, be present, be present. Say, Hey, I'm going to receive the word. I'm going to receive the, whether it's preach or whether you're reading. Sometimes I know, I, I don't know about you, but I've in the past, I've pulled out the Bible, doing my Bible reading plan, and, and all of a sudden I get sleepy. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, wait a minute. And I had to go back and reread what I thought I read. <laughs> Sometimes I find myself just reading, and I'm not really comprehending what I'm reading. I'm just like wondering, oh, okay. Oh, and then just, I'm excited because I just want to mark off. Yes, I got it. But you didn't really understand anything. So we're not receiving Christ. So when we take that word, we say, okay, I'm going to make my... Listen, you won't watch TV for a week. Do it again. <laughs> Mess with me. I'm going to make, my, make myself understand what I'm saying. James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, oh what am I going to do? Oh, look at the dogs are barking. Oh, God, you know, oh, may, let me check my phone. This might like my post. Or, uh, how many likes did I get? Who, who looked at my story? No, 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 no. You, listen, I will shut it off. I will turn it off. I will just deactivate it. <laughs> Don't play. You gotta, how many of you got to do that? Sometimes you got to make extreme efforts in order to get a consistency in your life. Amen. All right. How else do we receive Christ as Christians? By receiving the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 19, verse 2, Paul went to some believers at Ephesus and says, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? 
You have to receive the Holy Spirit. He comes in at the confession of Christ, but the fullness is only experienced at receiving him in the fullness, being baptized. So as we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit or receiving Christ, even or receiving the Holy Spirit, as Paul told the church, church at Ephesus, we, when we receive the Holy Spirit, then we are also receiving Christ as believers. All right, got a couple more. Um, one, another way a Christian receives Christ is by receiving their pastor and other ministry gifts as gifts from God. Ephesians chapter four, let's go over there. Ephesians chapter four, I want you to see this. I want you to highlight this, underline this. Ephesians chapter four, verse 11. It says this, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds or the pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The Bible says he gave gifts unto men. So um, we call this often, we call this the fivefold ministry gifts, the apostles, these prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. They are called the fivefold ministry gifts. And so as as Jesus ascended up on high, he took his hand and he threw out these ministry gifts in the body of Christ. So you have to receive the ministry gifts. Um, pastors and other ministry gifts are what the, what, what the Bible says. They're, they're gifts. You have to receive them if you want to benefit from them. Some people call me a pastor, but really I'm not their pastor. I'm his only title. Um, I'm only their pastor when they want me to do something. I do what they want me to do. But how many of you have to receive instructions, correction, direction, and et cetera? If you don't receive the ministry gift, you won't receive the fullness of that gift. Let me give you a scripture. Matthew 10. Go Matthew 10 real quick. Matthew chapter 10. We're talking about receiving Christ. How do I receive Christ as a believer? One way is by receiving your pastor and other ministry gifts. Matthew chapter 10, verse 41 says this. Let's look at verse 40. It says, whoever receives you receives me. Whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet because he's a prophet, he will receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person because he's a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he's a disciple, truly I say unto you, he will by no means lose his reward. So when you receive a ministry gift, you receive a um, the, the, the gifts or the benefits of that ministry gifts. I can only pastor you to the point that you receive me as your pastor. You can only receive a prophet to the point that you receive. A, so 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 when 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 the prophet, the pastor or ministry gifts is ministering. Not that you're honoring, even as Courtney prayed, it's not that you're honoring so much that man or that woman, but you all, you're honoring the office. You receive them. So you come and say, oh, pastor's going to teach the word or the, the man or the woman of God's going to teach the word. I receive it. I'm going to listen. I, I'm, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, I, I, my former pastor, Pastor Lawrence Powell, I remember being in his office and he was correcting me on some things and, and I disagreed with him. We had some heated discussions, respectfully. And, and I said, sir, I make the necessary adjustments. I, I made some adjustments. And I says, you know, forgive me if I, if I have offended you, if I said something or I did something that was not in line with the vision, I make the necessary adjustments. And I'm telling you, every church, every church that I've been a part of, I've always honored the pastor. There are times that I, I've given the pastor um, finance, financial gifts. I'm not telling you to give me gifts. I'm not, that's not my purpose. But because I wanted to honor that man or that woman, I, give, you know, I want to bless them or I buy them something that they like or something to bless them or birthdays and whatnot. You, you want to get to a place where you're honoring the ministry gifts. And so you, that's one way in which we receive Christ. How many haven't heard much about that before? Receiving the ministry gifts. If you have not, if this is new to you, raise your hand. I just want to know. So, so, so you want to honor men and women of God. I'm going to tell you, they're, they're, I don't know if I should say, I'm not going to say that right now. I'll tell you later on because it's too close to, um, it just happened yesterday. So I'll tell you later on and then you'll forget about how close it was. <laughs> but you want to always honor. One of the things, it's in my heart. 
It's all the, the, the fathers and the mothers of the faith that's blessed my life over the years. I'm praying by the grace of God that these men and women do not die before I get to a place that financially I can bless each and every last one of them. It's about 12 of them. 12 of them. And I want to go and I want to give them from me a significant gift to say thank you for believing in me. Thank you for um, pouring into me. Thank you for preaching the word of God. How many know that, 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 that God will honor that? And you need to honor your parents like that too. Uh, if you get your parents are still living, bless them. I'm thinking, Lord, Lord, how can I bless my mom? How can I, how can I honor my mom more? Uh, how can I honor, you know, I don't, my grandparents are gone, but if your grandparents are alive, honor them. I mean, we gotta, we gotta get out of this selfishness and, and, and learning how to honor these gifts and, and not just the ministry gifts, but also you want to honor your elders and different ones. Amen. Amen. One way in which we receive Christ is we receive the pastor and the men, other ministry gifts. Glory to God. Um, we're going to be bringing some evangelists in here. Glory to God. Some teachers in here, um, some prophets in here. Y'all have seen Prophet Evans. I, 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 I acknowledge the prophetic that is on his life, the, the, the office that he's in. So I honor that. And we need to honor these ministry gifts, um, these apostles and, and different, different. Now, not everybody who calls themselves apostle or prophets or pastors or teachers or evangelists are really those things. All right. So don't be tricked, you know, because just because they go around and say that I'm a prophet. Don't believe that they're a prophet, amen, or apostle, like, mm-hmm, okay, whatever. We're going to go through the scriptures and find out what is a real apostle. Because some of these jokers need to sit down somewhere. Or they call themselves a bishop, they got two people at their church. Come on, you ain't no apostle, you ain't no bishop. First be the bishop of your own soul. No, not really, but Jesus. You know, grow your church, and then maybe if God calls you to plant churches somewhere else, then, you know, maybe you can maybe be a... I had to tell a young man recently, I told him, I said, he was telling me that people were calling him um, a, a spiritual father. I said, you're not a spiritual father. <laughs> He's like, okay, PD. <clears throat> I said, you're not a spiritual father yet. He said, what do you mean? I said, you got these young people calling you spiritual father. I said, you know, First John talks about children... Young men and fathers. I said, it takes a long time to be a father. I'm not talking, I mean, I'm not talking about naturally. I'm talking about just spiritually. You got to walk with the Lord. You just start walking with the Lord recently. You just found out what the gospel is because I gave you that book. You ain't no spiritual father. And he came back to me. He was so teachable. He said, you know, Petey, you are absolutely right. Thank you so much. I told them to stop calling me father or, or you know, spiritual dad. Yeah, he, he, he honored that. <laughs> Amen. So, <laughs> all right. So the next one, the next way in which we receive Christ is by receiving the forgiveness when, when we have missed the mark. So one way we receive Christ as a Christian is when we miss the mark, we receive the forgiveness. So what did the scripture says? First John chapter one, verse nine. If we confess, that's that confession again. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when you mess up, because you're going to mess up. When I mess up, I'm going to mess up. I confess up. He cleans me up. I receive the forgiveness. So don't ever wallow in your sins. Once you confessed it, don't stay there. Oh God, I just messed up. I just messed up. Or, or let's say you 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 need healing and and and, and, and you 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 just like you haven't received it yet. Oh God, maybe it's because of what I did ten years ago. No, you haven't received Christ as a Christian. Receive the forgiveness. Embrace it. If you are forgiven, embrace your forgiveness. By His sacrifice, by His death, I am forgiven. I embrace that. I receive the precious blood. It is, it is applied to my life. So when God sees me, so don't come before his throne with your head down. Come with your head up. Amen. He set you in the highest place of honor. You are set, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Your life is hidden in Christ. You are at the right hand of the Father right Thank now. You, Positionally, that's where you're seated. No angel is at his right hand. No other creature is at his right hand. He only gave his right, the position of his right hand to his son. 
And because you and I are in the son, sons and daughters in the son, we're at his right hand. Glory to God. We're at the highest position with God. And the angels are saying, what is man that you are mindful of them? You've made them a little lower than yourself in the Hebrew. Glory to God. So when you confess up, know that you are forgiven. So when we receive the forgiveness. So the next time this week when you sin, you want to sin this week, right? I'm not confessing anything negative, but that's the reality of human nature. When you sin this week, confess up and don't wallow in it. Don't keep reminding yourself of what you did. It doesn't matter what it is. If if a person killed someone, now there are consequences to our sins, all right? I'm not saying you go out here and you kill somebody. You may not you may be called to the ministry, but your ministry will be to inmates. <laughs> right? I mean, you, 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 the call doesn't stop because you messed up. It's just the context might change, right? You won't have the freedom that you once had. All right. But God doesn't look at the murder and all the people you killed. He sees the blood when you confess. <laughs> but the law says, you know, you may you might end up facing death, a death sentence. Or whatnot, but thank God you're going to heaven, right? <laughs> All right, so we none of y'all are that way, right? In Jesus' name. All right, um, real quick, um, I got three more and then I'm gonna let you go. Um, receiving Christ, how do we receive Christ? Another way we receive Christ is by receiving the love that God has for us. First John chapter 4, verse 16. First John chapter 4, verse 16. We must believe and receive the love that God has for us. Take hold of that love. If you ever feel unloved, you ever feel rejected? Just remember Jesus. He was rejected and despised of men. Do something about that rejection. Do something about that, those feelings of being unloved and receive the love of God in Christ. Receive that God loves you. I, I know God changed my life from having low self-esteem to having who I am in Christ. It's that know that God likes me. Not only does he loves me, but he likes me. He's in love with me. And that's not going to change. No matter what, how many times I fail him, his love is unstoppable. I cannot stop his love. I cannot. The Bible says in Romans 8, nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. Nothing you say, nothing you do. What it, what you, can't, you can't cause him to love you more and you can't stop him from loving you less. His love remains the same. He is, again, the most predictable person on the face of the earth and then the universe, his love, he's going to always love you. His love, his mercy endures forever to generations upon generations. All right. Next one. How do we receive Christ as Christians by receiving healing for our physical bodies? Matthew eight seventeen. he himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. First Peter two twenty four. by whose stripes you were healed. Healing has to be received just like provision. We receive it. Amen. Real quick. What are some of the some hindrances or obstacles from receiving Christ as a Christian or even as an unbeliever? Glad you asked. I got a few of these. Number one, unbelief. When we don't believe the Bible and we are in unbelief, we we're, we're not receiving Christ. Number two, doubt. Doubt and unbelief can go hand in hand. They're, they're not the same, but they're like they're twins. Unbelief and doubt. Number three, wrong motives. How many know that you can stop receiving Christ as a Christian with wrong motives? Remember in James, it says you have not because you ask not. And when you do ask, you ask of a miss of a wrong motives. Wrong motives will hinder you from receiving Christ. And the next one is wrong thinking. If you think about your sin more than you think about the work of Jesus that would hinder your receiving Christ, the forgiveness, the, the freedom that is in Jesus. Wrong confession. Stop saying I'm just a sinner. No, you are a saint. You are beloved. You are free. Wrong believing. Wrong believing and wrong knowledge. And my last one is unforgiveness. Let me say that again. What are some of the hindrances from receiving Christ, even as a Christian or a non-believer? One is unbelief. Two is doubt. Three is wrong motives. Four is wrong thinking. Five is wrong confession. 
are confessing. Six is wrong believing. Seven is wrong knowledge. And eight is unforgiveness. How's wrong knowledge? Uh, how can wrong knowledge being misinformed about how to get born again will cause you not to receive Christ? If you believe all you have to do is go to church and pay your tithes and you'll be born again, that's wrong information. Right? Uh, or wrong knowledge as a Christian is you believe that um, you you can't take the communion because you sinned last night. Well, the communion is there because you sinned. Right. I mean, I mean, in some churches, oh, they party last night, Saturday. Oh, we're not taking the communion because we ain't going to get struck down. Well, the communion is there because you were out partying last night. That's the time to confess. Come on. <laughs> All right. So wrong knowledge. Father, we thank you for this word. Father, we receive Christ. Come on, say, I receive Christ. As a Christian, I receive Christ. And if you're an unbeliever, I want you to say, don't, you can say it to yourself. I receive Christ. If you're an unbeliever, we receive Christ. Father God, you get glory when we receive Christ. You get glory when we receive Christ. We receive the Christ of the Bible. We receive him as healer, provider, as Lord, as savior, as king, as wonderful counselor, uh, the one in which the government of, of God sets upon his shoulder. We receive Christ. We would take hold of him. Our salvation is in Christ. Oh, no other foundation but Jesus and his, his blood and his righteousness. We receive forgiveness of sins. We receive healing for our bodies. We receive finances for our pockets. We receive wisdom for our ignorance. We receive, oh, Father, we receive love for our hatred. Oh, Father, we receive everything that Christ is. Father, just lift up your hands. Receive, receive now, receive, receive the Christ of the Bible. Any area that you're perishing, receive him. Receive him in your marriage. Receive him in your parenting skills. Come on. Receive him as on your job. Receive him as your financial advisors. Come on, receive him. Receive him as your wisdom. Receive him as your sanctifier. Come on. We receive you as sanctifier. You are sanctification. Oh, Father, we receive you as our righteousness. We receive Jesus. We give your name, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.